Welcome to the BCS Podcast, where we explore the basics of computer science concepts. I'm your host, Saran, founder of Code Newbie. And I'm Vaida Hijoshi, author and developer. And she is the brilliant mind behind the BCS blog series. Today we're talking about traversing through a graph. This season of BCS is brought to you by Dev Discuss. Dev Discuss is a show I work on with the team at Dev, an international supportive community for developers. The show addresses the many burning topics that pop up on Dev every day and is hosted by Jess Lee and Ben Halper, two of Dev's co-founders. Past episodes have included unpopular opinions with Kelsey Hightower, staff developer advocate at Google Cloud and a legendary voice in tech. So an unpopular opinion should be like, Computers were a mistake. Was <laughs> was this all worth it? And how changing your name is a difficult, unsolved, and sometimes personally devastating problem in tech. I basically walk through this world through this minefield of not knowing when I'm going to have this like sort of deep emotional wound reopened. As well as how little known tools can have big productivity gains. And I think it gives me the sense of structure, which I really enjoy. And also you can color code different things. Each episode features interesting guests from diverse backgrounds who are active in the software space. This podcast is your place for burning tech questions, answers, and genuine conversations. And we also end each episode with commentary from the everyday developers who call Dev home. You'd be surprised how many things making music and coding have in common. True to the Dev community, Dev Discuss wouldn't be possible without the input from all of you. So listen, rate, and subscribe to Dev Discuss wherever you get your podcasts. So last season, we ended our season by talking about breadth-first search, which is one way that we can traverse a graph. And today, we're talking about a different way called depth-first search. You got it. We're just searching all over. Search and just, just trying to find we're just the meaning lost. of life. We're just lost. Two lost souls in this graph. <laughs> we're just so lost. <laughs> okay, so BFS breadth-first search, if we can like summarize that, maybe in, in one sentence, two sentences, how would you summarize it if we were to do like a little recap? The BFS algorithm basically just traverses through a graph one level at a time. And what that means is for a single node, it visits all of its children. And basically, it looks at the neighboring nodes that are equidistant from how far away one node is from the parent in the graph. And when I say mm-hmm. parent, I just mean the starting node because remember, there are no parents in graphs. It's not a tree. Oh, right, because they're not <laughs> trees. Yeah. Yeah. But the important thing, like if you want to remember in just a few words, BFS means traversing the graph one level at a time, like mm-hmm. one layer across. by layer. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like an onion or a cake. Now let's talk about DFS depth first search. How does that relate or how does that uh, measure up to BFS? So DFS doesn't go layer by layer. Instead, it traverses down one single path in the graph. And it basically mm-hmm. keeps traversing, traversing, traversing until it can't go any further. Like when mm. it hits, it hits like a dead end. And because it's traversing down one path, what that means is it's checking one child node at a time. So it's basically going down one child node, looking at its child rather than looking at siblings. So that's how DFS, depth first search, is fundamentally different from BFS, breadth first search. I like this um, this example of thinking about DFS as a maze. Like if you think about literally <laughs> what is your experience like walking through either a maze in real life, which I've never done actually. Walking through a maze in real life actually sounds really terrifying. <laughs> 
I've done it before. I did it. I did a corn maze. How was that? It was really. It was really big. And then there were like these bridges that were elevated that were supposed to help no. you feel like you could see where you're going. But I was just like, I feel confused. Yeah. But I was with other people <laughs> I don't think I would do who well. were better at it than me. <laughs> okay. So when we think about what these two algorithms are designed for, what is breadth first search good at? What is it optimizing for? Breadth first search basically helps us find a shortest path. It helps us find one of sometimes many short paths between two nodes. So if you have node A and B, when you run breadth first search, you're basically figuring out, okay, there's a path to this, there's a path to this other node. Here's the shortest one. I can figure it out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But depth first search is sort of optimized to do a whole different thing, which is telling us whether or not a path even exists. Mm, like at all. That's really what it's good at. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like, can I even get from node A to node B? Not what's hmm. the shortest path or what are the three shortest paths, just can I get there? So when I think about knowing the shortest path, that to me feels very applicable to real life because if I want to use Google Maps, right, and I want to like mm -hmm. get to a place, I want to know obviously the shortest path to get there so I can see the, um, you know, how it comes back, how it relates back to real life. But for mm -hmm. DFS and knowing if a path is there, when would I want to know that? Where does that show up in real life? My favorite way of thinking about graphs is like sort of as a network. So like if you think about social networks, you have a bunch of people who are all connected to each other in some way, shape, or form. The people are the nodes, their connections are the edges. And so if you just want to be able to tell like, for example, on Twitter, is this person following me? You just want to know, can you find a path from my node to their node? That's all I'm Period. looking for. Not, yeah, yeah. not the shortest one. And this is actually a kind of a good example because I don't, I don't know what like, I guess the shortest path would be like how many connections mm. do you have? Like if you have like something like Facebook, like mm -hmm. what are your mutual friends or something like that? Well, even but, like link LinkedIn, right? When it says like, yeah, that's connection, even better. connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's even better than my example. Forget my example. You're so better. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, what matters more than the first connection, second connection is purely like, are we connected at all? Like, is yeah. there even is a relationship there? Is this a total rando? There? Yeah. <laughs> is this a rando? Question solved by DFS. Okay, so if we were to actually do this traversal, let's walk through an example. So let's say we have a graph. And mm -hmm. let's say we're going to start with A. And even though mm -hmm. it's, you know, I know there's no like root because it's not a tree and only trees have roots, but it's a graph. We're going to start at A just for, you know, for visualizing this graph. Yeah. And yeah. it has but two children. We could children. start anywhere theoretically. But we could That's start anywhere. Yes. 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 And it has two children, B and C. And mm -hmm. its child, B, has its own two children, D and E. And its mm -hmm. other child, C, also has a connection to D. And D has a connection to E. I think it sort of makes sense. So basically, like if you're thinking about it, like A is the starting point. Two children, B and C. B and C sort of connect to the same node, D. Yes. And B and D connect to one node, E. Okay, so if we were to initiate a traversal, what is the first thing that we would do? Well, we've actually sort of done the first thing, which is to choose an arbitrary node to start the traversal with. And because you already said we're going to start with A, that problem is solved. But okay. the first thing you'll really do with any graph is choose your starting node because, again, there's no concept of a root node the way there is in a tree structure. So you just have to first pick an arbitrary node to start with. 
So we're going to pick A because I like A. Yeah, it makes you feel like it's a root, even though it's not a root, so it just feels comfortable. <laughs> so we're going to start with A. I like okay, that. So, Comfort is right? good. Right? Comfort is good. So we're yeah. doing something new. So mm-hmm. we start with A. Once we've decided that A is going to be our first node, what do we do with that information? So because we're traversing through this graph, Something we have to keep in mind is we don't want to like spend a bunch of effort unnecessarily. So we don't want to repeat ourselves. And where that comes into play is that we don't want to repeat the act of visiting nodes we've already looked at. Like if we look at C, we don't want to come back and look at C later. That's a waste. We already did it. Yeah. We're trying to be efficient here. Mm -hmm. So because we want to ensure that we don't repeat any of the nodes as we look at them, like we don't want to come back to them again. Once we visit a node, once we go to it and visit it, we need a way to figure out later that, hey, we already visited. Don't need to visit again. So what we can do is we can mark every node that we visit as, like we can flag it as like visited. And that's how we can ensure that we don't repeat nodes in our traversal. So it's sort of like a little checklist of like, oh, here are all the nodes. And oh, I visited this one. I'm going to mark it as visited. Now I know I don't need to go back over there and look at it again. So does that mean that each node has a um, has like an attribute called visited and then we're marking like true or false? Like is that kind of what that looks like? You could have it as an attribute, but okay. usually because this is an algorithm, like I don't actually know if I was implementing this, mm-hmm. I don't know that the node cares about being visited or not. Really, mm-hmm. it's the algorithm that cares. Ah, you could just okay. have like a local variable or something like right, that. Right, right, right. The node has no idea what that means. And right. It'll probably change as you do different traversals on it. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a, just a, a little like a reference to something in our algorithm itself mm-hmm. is how I would think about it. So in terms of actually employing this, how do we keep track of where we are? This is a great question. So when you think about depth-first search, you sort of imagine, like we've talked about depth-first search on trees before. And I think when we talked about it, I don't know how many seasons ago, but we talked about going deep into the ocean and like, as you go deep into the structure, you're going further and further into it layer by layer by layer. But because you're sort of going deeper and deeper and deeper, you can sort of think of it as like um, you're building on top of each like step of the algorithm. What I mean by that is like, it's sort of like a stack of nodes that you're visiting as you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And that is actually the answer to how do you keep track of where we are? You can use a stack data structure. And basically what we'll do is the moment that we check a node, so, for example, if we start with node A, the moment we, that we check node A, we just say, okay, I am about to look at this node. I'm about to visit it. I'm going to push it onto the stack. And as we continue to look at more nodes, we just keep adding them to the top of the stack. And the stack is going to grow as we keep going deeper into the graph. It's interesting because when we are dealing with these nodes, there's this idea of going to the node then once we're there, we haven't actually checked it yet, right? Like we're just we're just like hanging out. But then we're going to actually check it and say like, hey, what's going on with you? What, what's your deal? And then we are like adding it to a stack. I just think it's so interesting that there are all these things that we can do with a node, even though we're already there at that step. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And actually, like when you talk about being in a node, you're like, you're there, but then you can do a few different things. Right. And all of those things sort of help you keep track of where you are in the algorithm. And also they help you later on too. 
Because as we go deep into the graph, eventually we probably want to work our way back up to where we started, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with depth's first search, you're going to look at all the children down one path, but like eventually you want to look at other children too. So you need a way of sort of backtracking. Mm -hmm. And the backtracking is pretty important as well. And like that's another thing you have to do with every single node you check. You need to figure out a way to backtrack from it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so going back to our example, we start with node A, our not quite mm -hmm. root, root node. And then we say, okay, I'm going to check A. And yeah, do I, by checking A, do I automatically add A to my stack? Yeah. So when you look at A and you're like, okay, I'm going to say that I'm visiting it now. So before you go and visit it, you basically say, okay, I'm looking at A. I'm going to add it to the stack. Okay. Because that's the first thing I'm looking at. Right, right. Now I'm going to say, oh, I marked it as visited. Great. Check that off. And the other thing you need to do we haven't gotten to that yet, but I should mention it because this is one of those, I'm at a node, what do I do steps? Yeah. What you need to do is you need to set its parent pointer. So I was just oh. talking about how you need to backtrack, yeah, right? Yeah. You need a way of figuring out who the node's parent is. So this is sort of just like a little piece of information. Like if you had all the nodes lined up and you were like, oh, I'm going to go one by one, you sort of put a sticky note on the node's face. Like, <laughs> hey, your parent is this node. I don't know who your mama is. <laughs> yeah. But in this case, basically what you're doing is you're setting a parent pointer. So in the case of A, A is the first node we've looked at. So it doesn't have a parent because we're starting with it. Mm -hmm. So with A, we'll just say, oh, you don't have a parent. Poor thing. Your parent Aww. pointer is null. <gasps> Sorry, A. <laughs> don't worry. It has a lot of friends and other It's got a lot of children. Somewhere. Yeah, it's got a big it's family. It's got a big family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So with A, we go to A. We check A, mm -hmm. and in, in checking it, we're adding it to our stack. And then we give it mm -hmm. a parent pointer. Is that what you called it? Yes. Yeah. When we mark it as visited, we also give it a parent, parent pointer. pointer. And our parent pointer is null because we're starting with A. It doesn't have a parent. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So are we done with A at this point? Is there anything else we need to do with it? Well, we need to check and see if it has any children. Ah, right. Because this is depth first search. We want to go deep down a path. Yes. And we are like, okay. Well, we need a path to go down. Do you have any children for us to like traverse down into mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the structure? Yeah. And if it does have children, we should also check that like before we, you know, decide to go visit any of its children, we should check, hey, have you been visited already? Because mm. if you haven't, we'll visit you. But if you have, no extra visitors. Then we don't actually care about yeah. you. No bonuses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I go to A, I do, I do my thing with A, and then I'm like, all right, A, do you have any mm -hmm. kids? And A is like, yes, I do. I got a yes. B and I got a C. Do we just like pick one and to go to or how how do we decide between B and C? Like what how do we know where to go? Just like how we chose A, it was pretty okay. arbitrary. We can arbitrarily choose any of these children because they're both not mm. visited. Now, notably, if one was visited and the other one wasn't, the only thing we'd choose is the one that we right. haven't visited. Right. But in this case, A has two children, B and C, and we haven't visited either. So we can just pick whichever one okay. we're feeling and go and visit it. Okay. So I'm feeling B. I'm in the mood for some B right now. So if I decide that I'm going to be, do I need to like record C for, for later use or anything? Or do I just go straight to B? You go straight to B because we're just looking at one child and we're going to go 
with this child and down its children down into a path. So you don't need to worry about its sibling. Just pick one child, basically, and just start going that way. And you're kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out and spend the day with this kid. And I'm going to worry about this other kid later. Like we're doing like individual. One-on-one time. (laughs) No group sessions. Yeah, one-on-one time. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So I decided to go with B. So now that I'm at Mm -hmm. B, I want to check it which means I need to push it on my stack and then I'm going to actually check, do I check its value at this point? Well, I think because we're doing a depth first search, what we care more about, like in this case, is just working our way through the nodes. Okay. Um, if you were doing like a, a depth first search and you were like, actually, also please print out the nodes, mm. you can read its value. Mm. But We don't really care about for that. For this yet. example, yeah. like we don't really care what they are. Okay. I mean, its value is B, but I don't really care about its value. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. keep it to itself. <laughs> okay. So we check B. It's on our stack. Now we want to give it a parent pointer. Yes. We want to mark it as visited. Mark it as visited. We want to yes. say, hey, I visited, yes. I visited you. And we want to say, okay, who's your parent? Okay. And its parent is A. So uh-huh. we make a note of that. And then uh-huh. we're done with B, right? Do we then see if it has any kids? Yes. Yeah. And we just actually, once we're done with those few steps we need to do with B, mm-hmm. we do the same thing of check if B has any kids right. and arbitrarily choose one provided it hasn't been visited. Okay. And we're just going to like, we're just going to keep doing this that. until we hit a dead end. Okay. So let's do one more. So B has two kids, D and E. And so I'm just going to pick E. And so we go mm-hmm. to E, we check it, we push it onto our stack, we mark it as visited, we give it a parent mm-hmm. pointer of B. And then we check to see if it has any kids. It does not have any kids. We're at a dead end at this point. So ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we did it. (laughs) We got to, we we (laughs) took like a whole path and we got to the, to the end. So now what do Mm -hmm. we do? So when you get to the end of the path, you have one problem, which is now we can't do the same repeated step, right? right? We can't just be like, okay, go to East Children because there are none. There's nowhere to go from Nodi. So basically what you have to do now is when you hit a dead end, just like if you were in an actual maze, you start backtracking. Mm -hmm. And the way to do this is to just backtrack one step at a time. And what that means is one node, one vertex at a time. So what we're basically going to do is when we're at node E, we're going to take a step back, back to where we came from. And from there, we'll see, hey, is there another path I can go down? So in the case of E, when we get to the end of that road, we'll say, okay, there's nowhere to go. We can pop E off of the stack. And now we know we're at node B because that's where we came from. That was the next thing on the stack, right? Because on our stack, we had A at the bottom, then B, and then E. So once you pop E off, now you have B. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you basically backtrack up to B and then we can see, oh, does B have any ch- any other children to go down? Are there any other paths to take from here? Yeah. And if it does, we can continue the process. Okay. If it doesn't, you can just backtrack again. Okay, so we do. We have a D that we didn't get to the first time. Yeah, B has one more B child. B has one D. more child, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we can go down again, go down a D, check it, push it to our stack or push it on our stack. Then we mark it as mm-hmm. visited. We say, hey, do you have any kids? Mm-hmm. And D is also connected to E. So D actually does have a kid. It has E. But we've already been to E. Mm-hmm. We've already like done yep. our thing there. And thankfully, yeah. we marked it as yes. visited. And so we know that E has been visited 
And so we're like, okay, well, I guess we don't need to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're done because <laughs> we e. were super yeah, efficient. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So E is done. So we go back to D because of the parent point. We don't. Well, we don't even go to E. Oh, right. Oh, we're not is even the important at e. thing. Yeah. We don't even go to it because oh. we don't need to push it back on the stack. Right, right. We're basically we're standing at D and we're like, Hey, D, do you have kids? D's like, Mm-hmm. I got E. Have you met him? And we're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and him. we were. So we're not going to go down there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we don't actually push E on top oh. of D. We basically are at D and we're like, well, I guess D is effectively kind of like a dead end oh, for us. There's nowhere yeah, to go, yeah, yeah. which means we can pop D off. Okay. So now our stack is just A and B at this point. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Okay. It. So we pop D off. So now we're going to use D's parent pointer to go back to B. Mm-hmm. And then B, we're like, hey, B, do you have any other kids? B does not have any other kids. So B is another dead end for us at this point. So we can pop D off our stack and using its parent pointer, we're back at A. Mm -hmm. And then now that we're back we at are. A, then we can say, okay, do you have any other kids? And A does have another kid. It has a C. Remember at the very, very beginning when we were like, yeah. where should we go, B or C? We have the C. <laughs> now we go to C and then we want to check mm -hmm. it. We add it to our stack. We push it on top of our stack. Mm -hmm. We say, okay, C, you were visited. And then we say, C, do you have any other kids? And C is connected. Remember how B and C both connect back to D? So mm -hmm. C does have another kid, but it's D. And we've already been to D. So we don't even, like, care about D. Yeah, we don't even need to go look we over there. there and all. also, like, D points to E. But because we've already visited we've D, already been, we don't even need yep, to look at E. we've already been to E. Like, by proxy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, by proxy, we know we went down that path. We don't need to repeat ourselves. We know there's just some corn down there <laughs> in the maze. We don't even like corn. That's not what we're looking yeah. for. Okay. So, <laughs> that's a lie. I love corn. Corn is great. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but okay, so C is basically another dead end for us. Yes. And, and there's, there's nothing, nothing to go. To yeah. do. I mean, it's like a pseudo dead end because Technically. like the real yeah. dead end yeah, is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because there really aren't any children. But the point being like there's nothing yes. to do yes. at C. There's no, no other option for us to take. So we can pop C off. And now we're back mm -hmm. at A. And now we're like, okay, A, do you have any mm -hmm. more kids? That we haven't nope. visited. And we're like, nope, you have B and C. We visited both. Okay, and there's nothing left to do with A. And we just pop A off and we're, and then we're done. done with our depth first Whoa. search. Oh, that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> that seems like. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I that seems it. like pretty straightforward because we're just going through this loop of like, do you have kids? Adding you to the stack, marking sure, you know, marking you as visited, then like moving on. You know, like it feels like, feels very repetitive. We're just asking each vertex like a series of personal mm -hmm, questions mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and then like doing that for each of its children. And it's interesting that you say that it's repetitive because that's the recursive mm, aspect of this yeah. algorithm. Depth first search is often implemented recursively because you're doing those same steps again and again. And, and you can kind of think of like those steps could be encapsulated into a function and you could just have like a function call that does the work of Visiting the node and then, you know, marking it as visited, pushing it onto the stack, checking if it has children. Like, you're just doing the same thing again and yeah. again and again. So you could just encapsulate it and call it internally, recursively mm -hmm. for each node that you're checking. And that's the recursion in action. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. So when we think about its runtime, what is the runtime mm -hmm. for DFS? 
So there's sort of two parts to it. And I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger just because I I like doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So the first part is not a cliffhanger. I think the first part might even be intuitive, which is that the easier part of this algorithm in terms of runtime, like the less expensive part is checking each node in the Mm -hmm. graph. Because remember, we're marking each node as visited. So because we're doing that, we're only ever checking each node Mm -hmm. once in the whole Mm -hmm. algorithm. So the process of visiting each vertex in the graph takes constant amount of time. So we could basically say it's like O of N, uh, where N is the number of nodes. Pretty straightforward. If you have a big graph, take more time. Small graph, it'll take less time. It's completely dependent on how many nodes you have. Now, the complicated part is the amount of time it takes to check each of like the outgoing edges from each node because we are always going back to a node when we backtrack or when we're going down deep into the algorithm, into the structure. We're checking for each node like, oh, do you have children we haven't visited? And you're basically when you're asking that question, you're saying like, oh, how many edges do you have that we can visit? And that part is... It's a little bit like expensive and time consuming because some nodes could have more neighbors or, in other words, more children to check than others. And depending on what your graph looks like, you could have a node that has only Mm -hmm. one edge, but you could also have a node that has like 25 edges. And now you're like, oh, potentially I could be going down 25 different paths. So it completely depends on that. And the interesting thing about that is it ties in the things we've learned about last season with like adjacency Mm. lists and Mm -hmm. things like that but we will we will get into that in the next episode okay that sounds good and that's the end of today's show if you liked what you heard please leave us a review and make sure to check out Vitahee's blog post link to that is in your show notes also make sure to take a listen to the Dev Discuss podcast that I help make it's the first original podcast from Dev a global community of software developers of all backgrounds and experience levels. And the show covers burning topics that impact the daily lives of programmers and beyond. Hosted by Dev co-founders Ben Halpern and Jess Lee. This episode was edited and mixed by Levi Sharp. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Mm